You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and the rest of the team isn't speaking to me. So you're just going to hear a noise. Um, I'm just going to hum, whistle, uh, because they don't like where they are, and I can understand why. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> there you go. That's the We're whole. just going to Charlie Brown you for the next hour. Exactly. <laughs> and what do you want to do next? Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Well, I What's guess that, that sir? <laughs> Monsters floating above the boat? <laughs> yes, sir. We're scared. <laughs> So the team has made their way below decks. Um, much to I, I, Catherine, when we last, I know Vadim had something he wanted to start with, but you look like you. There was a lot of gesticulating not to go below decks. Was there a reason for that? Or hello, fun fact, everybody. <laughs> Lauren <laughs> lived on a cruise ship for several months and was trapped at sea in the beginning of of the COVID pandemic. Correct. So this whole you're trapped on a boat. There's no movement. Ah, that's very real to me. Um, this wasn't also, on your no-no list. I understand that, but... <laughs> One um, of the only things not on the list. Jesus Christ. Um, Watch your mouth. So I just really... Boats hit me, man. Like, I know the fear of these sailors and the rushing, and I know exactly what happens when bulkheads start to fill up, and it's like, okay, well, we can lose two before we we die. So fine. all these things. I swear to God, the chances of you drowning are very slim. I'm also drumroll, claustrophobic. So in a room, sorry, in a space that feels like nothing, going below deck, it's just closing in and it's closing in. So that's right. what's making Catherine freak out. So she's okay. trying to do her best to Catherine's distract claustrophobic. Faye. Is this the first Lauren time we're is- hearing this? Lauren is really, really, really claustrophobic. But, but, but we're not talking about Lauren. Joel's You're not I know. a great white hunter. The terror is seeping. <laughs> we have seeping. All right. So, Vadim, you wanted to. Was there something you wanted to do as Tommy Boy disappeared from the deck and everyone else was making their way below decks? With the exception of Critch and Clem Olgenberg, who are up in the. Uh, still up in the. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think I would immediately be like, oh my gosh, I would be like, you know, Tommy. You know, and I, I would go like walking towards where he was, calling out his name, hello, like in like classic like Friday the Thirteenth, you know, hello Jack, Jack, where are you? Yeah, you know, to be right. like Tommy, make, make a uh, dex check. What is this young boy? What he is said he was Tommy, Tommy boy, right? Yeah, 
my oh, sexy did you young say Tommy Boy? Did you say Tommy Boy? Did you really it say is. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Make a dex check for me. Make, oh, I don't even have to make dex checks. Dex checks. You dex funny check, please. Please. 96, I'm in the water shit. <laughs> <laughs> you offend me with your dex check. Oh, <laughs> I rolled 88. That is still a pass. <laughs> wow, that just makes it. You gotta stop shit talking. Vadim Never. does his best Barishnikov, who probably wasn't born yet. But um, yeah, Vadim, you sidestep around Tommy's shoe. And his foot's still in it. I pick it up. Is is it bloody? No. Just his shoe. I look overboard. See if I see, like, did he fall overboard? Uh, he was about two, a good two feet from the edge when you find that that's where the shoe was. So he was close, but not, not like, he would have had to take several steps to get there and jump. You didn't hear any of that. You just heard the swooshing gone. Nothing around it, like, like a, like, you know, these little swingy arm things on boats that swing around and such, knock people off of them like they do in the movies. No, nothing like that. No, no, just that rushing wind thing. I, I, I still walk around, you know, just the general area, giving it a thorough search. Okay. Um, and if I don't see him, uh, I'm going to head downstairs thinking, you know, I missed him and he went down another way or something. All right. Yeah, no, that's fine. You uh, make way downstairs. The crew that is left on the top of the deck is Runyon Partridge. That's the captain. They have moved him into the bridge, but he is still on the floor up there, and he is as comfortable as can be. Uh, Catherine, with a head wound of that nature, I'm sure you're not hoping he gets jostled up and downstairs and everything. So eventually, once things settle down, they'll definitely get a cot up here for the captain or, you know, whatever. But they just right now he's flat. He's calm. He's breathing normal. He's just out. Uh, Nicholas Critch and Clem Ogenberg are upstairs. Uh, the rest of the crew, including, you know, all the engineering staff and everything are down in the engine room. With, with the exception of some crewmen are like, you know, running around, Jack's getting his guns. But for the most part, everyone else is pretty much below decks at this point. So let's uh, let's talk about Faye. Faye, Catherine's brought you downstairs. What the two are you doing? Are you going to the going to your room, Catherine? You going to Faye's room? What's what's your plan? I want to be in a place with windows. Okay. So where be the windows? Uh, there's portholes on all the decks on your uh, on all the rooms in your okay. on your deck. Would like the mess have more than one like the mess hall? The, uh, yeah. The yeah, it probably has yeah, it has several, okay. and they're probably larger as well because they're even a deck up above you. So it, again, one time it was a passenger ship, so it probably had a little bit more of a a mm-hmm. view for people while they were dining at whatever point. So yeah, there's there's bigger windows up there. It's also more open. <laughs> I'll bring Faye there so we can, you know, mill. Okay, and the chef is trying to throw some food together for the crew because it's it's almost it's dinner time, mm-hmm. right? It's dark. They they're, they're well, he's wondering why. I, as a matter of fact, you know, after the boom, and uh, he heard about the water, you know. He's picking up things that are going on, but he sees you coming. He's like, uh, you know, he's he's the Greek guy, right? Uh, Orlo, Mr. Ross, please come. I make I have something. I have I have an antipasto out. I have some olives. Please just get something in your stomach. It's probably going to be a long night if uh, these things continue. This not good to be in doldrums like this. Not good. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> there so- we go. <laughs> Right past the bread, the olives and cheese. Right yes, past the. Yes, eat something. Eat something, Catherine dearest. I'm going to go find Jack. And wh- where's Vadim? Vadim makes his way back down. Yeah. Vadim, dear, thank God. I'm carrying. I have a shoe in my hand, and I say, "Have you have you seen the young lad uh, called Tom?" Shh, 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 shh. What? Talk this way. Is going on. Shh, shh. Nothing, dear. Eat your anti. What did you call it? Or the antipasto? Yes, eat that and have a song. Have a sing song. Yes. Ella, what do you know? 
Why are you holding a shoe? Tommy was on deck with me, and then uh, then he uh, he suddenly disappeared. Only his shoe was on the deck. Damn it. Ella? Hmm? What do you know? Nothing that would make you feel better. Well, nothing's going to make me feel worse than this. Oh, I, I beg to differ. Jack, you were going to say? Um, I was going to say, uh, Vadim and I were sharing a room? Or no, I don't recall. I'm sorry. Or we I have don't our, think so. Our I, our I, mean, um, no, I think there was, was enough, there was enough births and stuff that you each could have had a room. If I'm remembering correctly, it's the guy sharing and then Catherine and Faye sharing because we had a whole thing about letting Ella have her yeah, room Yeah, and I think Ella wanted her own room. I thought so. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So there no, that's how I remember it. The, the reason I say this, if possible, he probably would have grabbed Vadim's weapons as well to bring for Vadim. Okay. If we were in the same room, he, that would have occurred to him. If he was in a different room, it probably would not have occurred to him. Uh, Vadim, would you, I mean, in, in a chest or anything, would you keep that locked or you'd just be general opened? I think on the uh, on the ship with our berth, locking our berth, probably it yeah. would have been uh, it would have been more accessible. Perfect. Okay, Jack. Yeah, you're able to grab a a weapon or so for Vadim. That's not a problem. Makes okay. sense. Yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm not the only one who can shoot and kill things. Yeah, understood. So so Jack walks up and you know slyly hands Vadim his uh, pistols. Yep. Gives him. A yeah, little yeah. Nod he or... just comes up real casual, like he's wearing he's wearing both of his guns. He's got his rifle slung over, you know, over as if he's going on a safari. He's got his pipe lit, acting very casual, just walks over. How's everyone doing? Everything everything fine? Who? Vadim, how are you hanging there? And he sort of pops the gun gently into into his back. Vadim, who had a demeanor of almost like openness, like, hey, has anybody seen this boy? All of a sudden, his eyes just kind of steal in on Jack's, and he mm-hmm. deftly takes the weapon and equips it however he would. And his tone just immediately changes. Gotcha. His hackles are up, shall we say. So this is where you are. You're all in the in the uh, the dining room or, you know, what serves still as the dining room here on this boat, on the Drina. The crew is still very, very busy. The engineer comes up, though, at about 10 o'clock and he just asks for coffee and is kind of just got his hands like just trembling. He doesn't know what he's he just looks very, very flustered. He's the only one who's come up in and in though so far is the main engineer. And he sits down and kind of looks over at the, the you know, the group and looks at Miss Ross. Is Captain going to be okay? He's stable, still unconscious, but, you know, his eggs got scrambled. So what he needs now is to not be moved, rest, warmth. He'll be fine. How's the boat? There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, we took some water in five, but it's under control. Um, Weight's a little off, but nothing we can't handle. Some of the crew's already moving, you know, creating a ballast situation by staggering out the cargo. Turbines are moving. Props are moving. I don't, we're not moving. I don't understand why. I I don't get it. Uh, At this point, we should be pulling almost 14 knots. I've got the damn thing stoked and, but I'm, it's not moving. It's because we're pointed in the wrong direction, sir. He looks over at you, Ellen, and he goes, what? I'm no sailor, but I have a feeling, and it's a pretty darn powerful one considering all that's been occurring and the fact that we cannot see stars, we have no idea where we're going, but if we head towards the thing that is unusual, it seems we may be on the move again, because you're right, there is power, but it is being taken away because we're not pointed towards 
what's <clears throat> draining it, so to speak. Ma'am, I, I, I appreciate your your theory, but you can't drain kinetic energy. I mean, it's got to go somewhere. And the props are turning. And yet we're not moving. Yes, ma'am. I'm aware of that. But if I'm not moving, I can't recenter the boat. Even if I could turn it, I can't turn it without motion. Locomotion is mandatory for a boat to change heading or change anything. I, I can't move. It's not allowing us any... We're not moving. And he, he just looks flabbergasted. He's like, everything, I'm generating energy, a power. I mean, obviously, the lights are on. We, we, you know, we have energy. We have power coming from the, the you know, the stokers and the, and the coal bird. Orlo comes out, the cook, and he says, when will it be fixed? I don't know, Sabastini. I don't, I don't know when it will be fixed. But we cannot go. No, we cannot go. Are we sabotaged? No, there's no sabotage. Well, that's not what Becker said. Becker is a lying ass. He, there is no sabotage. I think you should look. I have. I've checked every function I can think of. The turbine is moving. The prop shafts are in motion. Unless the propellers were torn off the back of the ship, we should be going forward. I'm a cook. And he walks away. I don't suppose there's a way to check that. And he sips his coffee and says, check what, ma'am? If the turbines are still connected. Well, I think it would be the propellers. Uh, but that's not a bad idea. Perhaps that was the external boom we heard, that the propellers yes, are Faye. gone. Faye is still hearing the drums. Faye asked a question. You can still hear the tom-toms. So he says to you, Jack, he says, Mr. Cavendish... Yes, the the answer to your question is if I'm if I'm generating the the spin that I am and I had no propellers, the the shaft would be moving much more much more rapidly. I see. I, there, because there'd be no resistance. Something is resisting. At least that's what it feels like. I I but I don't know how else to check except to go outside and try to shine a light down and hope we see something. But they're below waterline. Yes, but that does bring to mind something I'd like to try. And it could be foolish, but we have seen some strange things. He looks around for something large and weighty, but that he could pick up. Mm -hmm. Does he find anything like that? Sure. A bench, okay, a, a chair. Shoulders. No, no, no. It's got to be something that would sort of... I'm gonna, the, the idea is that I'm going to toss it overboard mm -hmm. and listen to see if I hear it drop into the water. Okay. Because I, I just uh, have this theory that this idea that possibly, well, a, a chair, a dining room chair, would be probably heavy enough to make a splash. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I'm just wondering if there's water underneath, but like the, you said, it was like glass mm -hmm. that perhaps above had gone like rock solid, and that was the bam that we ran into, and then right. the water was underneath that. So essentially, so you want, we, some, so you want something even heavier, like a table. Well, something that I could—it doesn't have to be super heavy. Something where I could hear it hit the water, or if it—if it—if it was a plane. In other words, if we wandered into like ice, an ice kind of thing, right, where we just stopped, mm -hmm. but we couldn't realize it because we hit something in the front. That's what busted the seam, right? So if we ran into—it sounds weird, but like an ice field kind of thing—we mm -hmm. wouldn't see the water moving because it would be technically frozen or still, but mm -hmm. the water would still be underneath it, so the propellers would have something to press against. 
if you take one other person with you, you'll gain some, you know, a hundred, 150 pound item. You can easily find something okay. that you That's can fine. hoof. Um, who wants to help Jack carry that out? Bottom of pigeon. Okay. Bottom and Jack carry it up the stairs. Catherine, what are you doing? Where's the captain? Upstairs on the bridge floor. Okay. Inside the bridge itself with Mr. Cr- Nicholas Critch and Clem Olgenberg. So they're in there with him? Yes. Okay. He's on the floor with his, you know, resting calmly. They said they'd bring a cot up as soon as they felt everything was under control, but right now they don't feel that way. So while I'm going upstairs with Vadim, we're uh, once we're out of earshot of the other people, uh-huh. I tell him what I saw in the sky when I took off my goggles, what so I saw that the monolith and that there are creatures gliding above us. Tell and him. that's why I got my weapon. So we have to be very careful going out that we don't get attacked potentially. So that was in character. Yeah, yeah, I, I can. Yeah, okay. I can, yeah, I can no, make no, it in character. Saying. I just didn't want to reiterate because we already talked about it with Ella. So obviously everybody. Yeah, yeah. Heard All right, it. no. You, so you tell you tell Vadim. Vadim. Yes, yes. I I tell Vadim as we're walking up the stairs outside of the earshot so that he, and then he can respond in character if he wants. Whatever. Yep. I don't think Vadim has anything to say right now. He's um, I don't know what to make of this, and I and I'm ultimately uncomfortable at sea. So, I think he's just following Jack's lead. Alright. Up to the side you get. Catherine, uh, you're going to leave Faye alone down here right now? You're going to monitor the captain? If Faye is more than... Well, I was trying to slip away and right. be as unobtrusive as possible about it. So, sorry my dear, but I felt like I had to go do something. Okay. It's okay. I'll just start crying. Fair enough. So, Jack, okay, excellent. Jack takes his glasses off. So, Jack, you're the, you actually, you look up and within 40 seconds of you guys clearing the, the stair rail, you know, this, this metal staircase that you've carried it up and, you know, Vadim goes through the, you know, just like an, an external door, right? A flap door, not like a hatch or anything. It's just a, right. a door for the weather, um, you know, to keep like rain in, uh, rain out. You, he goes through, you pick this item up, this heavy, bulky item. You make your way. And as you look out, Jack, you see another one of these, these things just, just one flap and glide it is not going in the same direction the last two went jack it's changed direction it's kind of gone almost from bow to stern as opposed to straight across this time as in like they're targeting in on the boat do i hear the same sound Raz? yeah well you made that roll adam now that you know what to hear listen you you definitely pick it up so i'm not seeing it like jack seeing it oh you can't see it it's yeah it's up in the sky pretty high but I heard the same sound. Correct. Okay. You get to the railing. You have this heavy item, you know, this this either table or whatever you decided to bring up. And you're just going to hoof it over the side, right? Yeah. Right down next to the ship so that we can hear yeah. it. It's the water. Yeah, that's it. No sound? No. No sound at all. We see it no. hit the water. No. It just disappears into the black. Like it's enveloped by the water and there's no disturbance of the surface of the water at all? Like it just kept falling. As in we're we're not in water anymore. Well, that could have gone much better. It sort of speaks to what I thought, though, that I don't think we're necessarily where we thought we were anymore. I'm starting to wonder if we hadn't possibly passed into what Ella might call another plane. And he sort of makes a sort of hand with his... Vadim looks at Jack and he's like, I love how you try to uh, reason this, Jack. 
There is no reason here. This is well, this is crazy, my friend. Yes, I I I, I agree one hundred percent. I'm trying not to lose my mind at the moment. Catherine comes out with her bag because she has to get up to the bridge. She sees the two of you standing there. They looked a little. You know, Catherine, make a psychology roll. Hell yeah. I am rolling either amazingly well or amazingly poorly today. Um, that be a critical success. That be, they look concerned. Gentlemen. Catherine. Catherine, I think it's best if you stay inside. There are, there are things out here and I'm worried about your safety. Oh, I'm going to the bridge. Well, then I'm going with you because there are things flying above the ship and I don't want them to carry you off. Is that well, yes, the sound I, was... I am hearing, Jack? Yes, I keep hearing yes, a, a, a whooshing sound. I heard it when this uh, young man disappeared. I turn back to Catherine and I don't have my glasses on. And I say, I can see them, thanks to you. Great. So at least I can say to Duck. So I will follow you to the bridge. Wonderful. She and she whispers and it's here. so... She whispers... <laughs> By <and> myself. <laughs> oh, no, I, I would bottom, not no, stay on with. deck if I were you. No, I would, no, I make... please, I am fine. <laughs> no, no. no. I, I either come with or go back down. I, I want to make sure that we, we don't want anybody to disappear. Has anyone disappeared yet? Faye's all by her lonesome just eating no, cheese. No, Faye's downstairs. Ella, hall. where are you? I guess I'm with Faye right now, but again, she's... She doesn't know what to make of this. She's like, oh, my theory with the ship turning like towards it didn't work. So I'm like, she's trying to figure something else out. But I, I, she's with Faye, but I don't know what she'd be talking to her about because Faye's going nuts. Yeah. Go ahead, Faye. When, when I was, um, when something like this happened to me, say 13 years prior, right? Yeah. Whatever, I can't do math. Anyway, was it similar to this? Because I know that there was a pool and there was water. Mm-hmm. But when I entered into the other plane, did it kind of look similar where it's just there really was no difference between sky and lake? Well, no, because you were you were on ground, but it was shadowy. It was hard to make. It was hard to discern shapes. Okay. Remember, your tent flap was a, like that's where you saw. And then everything else around it was just the, the shadows of this grotto that you happen to be in. But mm-hmm. imagine if that happened, you know, 800 miles from land. Because if you look at the Indian Ocean, if you're seeing the, uh, you're back on the Indian Ocean sketch, right? That you're literally right about, let me get to the right. You are like there. There's nothing there. Yeah. So I'm under the impression that this is almost exactly like Mexico, like the pools Mm -hmm. of Mexico. It, It has something to do with those moments in your life that you have been exposed to this otherworldly presence, these these cre- these things, right? It has a connectivity to it. I want to try going outside. All right, Ella, do you Just follow opening, her? Opening the door, darling. I don't think you should go out there. I'm not going to go out there. I just need to open the door. I need to see what's out the, there. The, yeah, that's a bad idea. Very bad idea. I opened the tent flaps and I was in another place. I just want to see if I'm going to open the door. What and tent flaps are you place. talking about? What I have flaps? told you about Mexico. I'm like, I'm hurrying my little ass up the stairs. Okay, so you no. make your way up the... the boom, 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 boom. Ella's chasing after I you. I brought you down you here open... because I, you had to be safe. 
Yeah, I'm not going to go outside. I'm just kind of shoving the door open and I'm just looking out. Okay. You shove the door open and much to your comfort, right? To your um, sense of well-being, you do see Jack, Catherine, and Vadim starting to make their way up. Vadim, you were going to follow them, right? Or were you going to stay on this deck? No, you were getting, you were going up towards the bridge? Yes, I think I would follow them. So you see them just starting to take the next staircase heading up towards the bridge. But they are there. They see you pop open the door and Ella's behind you. So they're there. They're, you're in the same place. Okay. We, we see okay, her? Cool. Yeah. No, no, okay. dear. Go back inside. Go back inside. Catherine. It's not safe outside. Ella, get her inside. Where the hell are you guys going? Taking Catherine to the bridge. Vadim turns directions and goes towards Faye to help usher her back down inside. All right. So- I'm, a li- I'm a little frazzled. Yeah, not that, just concerned that you're going to keep following. Like, hey, what's going on? What's up? Oh, because I will. And Catherine, you wanted to say? Before we get into the bridge, out mm-hmm. of earshot of anyone, I grab Jack by his shirt collar, pull him in and go, they were talking about sabotage downstairs. I don't trust any of this. This is the only thing I can control right now. I am taking the captain hostage. You are going to help me. Yes, you might be talking mad. In fact, I'm fairly certain you are. If, the things if anything I saw goes, have no. nothing to do with have nothing to do with hijacking, dear. They're creatures what? flying above us that essentially will steal. And everyone <gasps> just went overhead. They're going to take you away, and I, I assume eat you. So, if there are hijackers, we can simply just push them out on deck, and that will okay. solve that problem. So I don't need to do that. No, I don't think you do. I, I okay. I respect the desire, but I, I don't think right. it's prudent. I, I figured you would. The door to the bridge opens as Vadim has reached the, bo- the deck below. He's got Faye. Ella's there. They're all in the doorway. Mr. Critch steps out and says, what? Oh, Miss Ross? Mr. Cavendish? Boom! And he fires a flare. <laughs> Up it goes, a streak of light. Jack? No. Catherine? No. Vadim? Faye? Ella? There's a scream as that you look up and the sky lights and he hit one of the pterodactyls with it. And it's a just. <laughs> and you all see them. There's about seven circling and hovering over the boat. <laughs> Wolfers throw that fucker on the deck and get inside. <laughs> Wolfers throw that fucker on the deck. Adam, what's your, what's your uh, dex? 90. And who's after that? Who's down in, like, Me. human range? 80. Uh, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm 85. Yeah, she's, she's right up there with you. Yeah, she's she's right up there. I'm I think 60. I, I think I'm last. I'm 50. You look 55. great for your age. Yeah. I'm 60? in the middle. I'm in the middle. That would be me. Jack? 50. I'm last. 55. Keeper, Catherine it's bottom, Faye, Ella, Catherine, Jack. All right. Let me roll for Mr. Nicholas Critch. Just to get his How number. high up there are they, uh, Keeper? Uh, they're various heights. They're not all the same, but I mean, within uh, easily a gunshot. What I mean, do they take? About... An offering of an injured man. Uh, Lauren, oh my what? god! I don't Where want is your humanity. I don't, I don't want to die. Okay. Catherine does have the strongest survival instinct out of. I don't want to die. That's, this isn't something to be proud of. Listen. So if you're running from a bear, you'll literally shoot the other guy in the foot. 
yeah. <laughs> that's running 100%. with you. Fucking percent. Let's try to remember every she said. If there's any cannibals, she'll she'll shoot everybody and keep running. So yeah, this is sort of a this is yeah. No, she's going to TPK the whole party, including herself. That she's just ending Cthulhu in Cairo. All right, so Vadim, you're up first. You can push Ella and Faye deeper in. You try to push with your body. You can oh, turn no. it higher. Flying monsters above head. I am full on going to be shooting at them. There is just <laughs> no other possible option. Vadim Alrighty. spins. He reaches into. He reaches inside his jacket. Brandishes both of his Tokarevs. And he starts blazing away. That's just what's going to happen. All right. So it's going to be this many turns for the flare's light. Should be an interesting couple of rounds. It okay. is the sea that time forgot. <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> I'm upset. Okay. So it's, uh, boy, you're going to have to remind me, Keeper. It's attacks one, parentheses three, which means I can push it two more times after the one, right? Right. So the first one would be at full at full value. The next one's minus 10. Third one's minus 15. That's how we've always been doing it. Okay, so first one, that is a critical success. Okay, so what's the weapon's damage? Uh, the weapon's damage is 1d10 plus 2. So, so it's 12. How do we do? So we're going to just do max damage. On crit, it always is, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. Um, and he will uh, he will fire since he, since he pulled out both guns. The second shot from the other gun would be the second shot, right? Yep. So minus ten. Mm-hmm. That is a going to be a regular success. Okay, creature has no dodge because you have the jump on it. Plus, it's a little pissed off from the fire. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And rolling a ten sided, that's a six, so that's eight damage. I assumed I was firing at the same one. So yeah, that would of course. Be Twenty damage, two mm-hmm. shots. How does it seem to affect the creature as I, as I pelt it two rounds? It affects it as in Jack pushing Catherine out of the way as it plummets to the deck and hits it hard. Dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Satisfying. Plus the fire. Yeah, so the one that was the flare hit it, and it was kind of just spasming and trying to keep itself upright as it was, you know, hit with that white phosphorus type shit that's in them that makes them glow the way they do. And you just went, <laughs> yeah, you, that one comes paddling out of the sky. Next up, Faye. Five more. Great. I have no weapon on me. Correct. I'm going to assume that Ella also has no weapon on her. Hmm. So what Faye is going to do is, in a moment of panic, she's going to sort of body slam Ella into, like, inside, because I'm assuming that's how we can get to our respective rooms so that we can get weapons. Well, downstairs. You're two, you're two decks down to get your weapons. Yeah, like, is that the way, like, so if I go back inside? Yeah, you, if you run back inside, you have to go down a stair, down a stair. Yeah, so I hastily kind of shove Ella in, and I just am chanting, like, weapons, 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 as can I'm running her? down the stairs. Well, do you, I mean, you Do you stay. not want a weapon, my love? I'm, Ella would not want to move. <laughs> For and her Ella reason. I mean, it's a strength check. If, if, Faye, if you're using that as your attack action, you have to do it with a pole strength test. So both of you just roll a strength test. Okay. Uh, I rolled a seven, which is a critical. Mm. I did not. I got a hard. <laughs> okay, so critical moves you. So yeah, you push her deeper into the hallway, and then you make your way down the stairs. Next Why one will be so Ella. much stronger than me? Because I'm a tiny terror, okay? Now let's go get guns. I don't want to get guns! 
All right, so what are you doing, Ella? I would want to go back up and see what's there. You're not down. You're just inside the doorway. All you have to do is she's pushed you up against I, the wall. I thought you because she pushed me up. She pushed me down the stairs. I'd be like, oh, okay. No, no, well. no, 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 no. She didn't get you that hard. She just moved you out of the way. She was trying to get you to safety. She wasn't trying to ca- pick you up and carry you down the stairs. Yeah. So, so you're okay. in the you're in the doorway. Not fa- I mean, Vadim's just outside the doorway, plugging away. You see, ba-cha, ba-cha, you know, as, as Faye goes running. And now what do you want to do? I would like to ask Vadim for a gun for protection and then go towards the creature. But that takes a minute. Well, no, you can step outside and you can ask, you know, gun, just scream gun. And then you get a shot if he's able to give you one. Um, I need a weapon. He quickly uh, reaches behind like where his back belt is. And he kind of, he pulls out a knife and spins it around in his hand. And he hands her his large, like 10 inch hunting knife handle first. Thank you. All right. And then you're running towards. He's made the assumption that the handgun is better in his hands than hers. It's fine. No offense. Not sexism. Sexism. Um, I mean, sexism, yes. I don't have my ritual sword, but hey, I got. I, I think this counts. If any fall right. to deck still struggling, you can finish them with knife. <laughs> Which one just crashed not far from where Catherine was. All right. Creature's turn. How many are going to react this turn? Two. First one hits. And oh, son of a bitch. All right. This thing comes swooping down. You hear cracking. Catherine, you make the sound of bone and rib as it slams into uh, into Nicholas Critch. It just hammers him. And you see this. Oh, no. As Critch's chest, the ribs break from the impact. And this elongated snout or beak with shark-like teeth grabbing just pounds into his shoulder and latches onto him and they they kind of hit the ground in a roll as it's like using its wings to batter at him so one dead fell the other one slams into crit who fired the flare because i gave him two chances to one on everybody else because he to the creatures he's the one you know he fired he's standing there looking at them he's like what the fuck they came in and hit him so crit is now in on the ground in a melee with it but he's barely alive he took a ton of damage from that shot the second one swoops at Jack. First attack misses, so it misses. Jack, you you see it coming. With your eyes, you have a good chance. So you just like you're looking at it, and just and it's gone. Okay. It just it just zoops and it goes back up. It misses its attack. So next person in line is Catherine. Do you have weapons, Catherine? Yeah. That's why I and, slunk away to go to my room because I didn't know that there were monsters, and I thought this was like a hijacking. Right. You thought that this was the yeah. time to take the Captain Hijack. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I didn't know there were monsters. I, j- I just happened to grab weapons. I understand. So um, I drop the medical bag and pull out my shotgun. Saw it off. Nice. Yeah. And I aim it at the one on the deck. The one on the deck that's dead or with Critch? Critch. Absolutely. Go ahead and fire. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's already <clears throat> down. Let's get it. Yeah. So that's a 21. That's mm-hmm. a um, hard success. And then I have a sawed-off shotgun. So um, that is... How far away am I? Pretty deadly. Close. Oh, so that, that'd be that'd be 4d6. Let me just get that. So this is my first three. Oh, oh, I have four. Oh, that's amazing. Haha, I came prepared. She says as she throws one of them. Ha ha ha! 
11, 13, 15. The creature's wing explodes at the shoulder. Part of its face goes away. Part of Critch's face goes away. Oh. And the two of them lie there dead. Did I kill him? He was nearly dead anyway. Okay. Uh, what, I'm so it was sorry. A shot of shotgun. <laughs> it's a pretty I, wide it, pattern. It was a mercy at, at this point. At, at close um, range. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. But. If he lived, his nickname would have been Pellet Boy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jack. I uh, I'm going to use my 10 gauge shotgun and uh, fire at one. The one that just swooped is trying to is trying to gain altitude. He's the closest. Yeah, that's shoot funny. it. All right, shoot Shoota. Shoot <laughs> Jurassic Park. Well, well, my gun jams for one. Wow. No. Possibly blows up in my face. Maybe blows no. up. In my face. I just rolled a one hundred. Oh no. no! When you roll a d one hundred and the result is three digits. Well, it starts. Doesn't it's a hundred percent gun jam because guns jam on a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the gun is the gun is just is not jam. It's 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 fouled. Something's gone wrong. Mechanically, it's it's the the pins, the triggers gone or popped or broken. Um, something's gone. It's it's useless. It's okay. it's ruined. Yeah, gun's done. I won't blow it up in your hands. That just seems silly, but. Shotguns have a tendency to get ugly, but we'll just say that it's a. I mean, it's yeah, it's just guns, no good. It's fouled. All right, I just throw it away. Yeah, he throws it down. All right, top of the order. So now it's dark and it's hard to see. The guy who can see is Jack, but these were the ones that were came down or came close, right from the flare. The flare's still burning though, so you can you with a little bit of concentration you can sight. So give me a spot hidden. If you make your spot hidden, you can shoot. There's one fell, two fell. I think we're down to three up in the air. Let me ask you this, yep. from a combat standpoint. So, if I stealth and hide, then I have opportunities of surprise attacks, right? That's mm-hmm. what I get from my uh, my shadow ability. Is there something where if I stealth and hide and then surprise attack when one is swooping, would that yeah. if, allow if, me yeah, to sure come... see it once, it once it gets closer to the boat? Yeah, because the ship's illumination, right? The, ship, the yep. ship's still under illumination. It's generating light. So yeah, you if it comes swooping in, you'd be able to. So the function of that is is that I I hide then as my action, right? Correct, and then as soon as it gets close to somebody, you'd be able to take your attack. Okay, so I'm going yeah. to roll a stealth roll then. Yep. Which is um, successful. Not oh, hang on a second. So that's a five zero. I get a bonus die with my shadow ability. So, so okay, so bonus die. It's a five as well. So, so five literally a yep. fifty and a fifty. I rolled two. Bingo. Things. So there you go. So yeah, you're you're hidden. That's fine. That's your action. The creatures haven't they haven't made their att- next attack yet. Faye, what are you doing? You're downstairs. You get your guns and you're making your way back upstairs, right? Yeah, I'm pretty much. I just I I burst into my room. I Stop. grab. You burst into your room, and you're at the grotto. No, 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 no. You can no, no, no. Take this. No, I'm not. No, I'm 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 putting my I'm putting my proverbial foot down. I'm, what the hell? 
I hope you're happy. I, you know what? You were talking last episode about you're like, everybody always like reaches out to me and they're like, why would you do that? I can't wait to see what the face stands have to say about this. All right. I'm in the grotto. Well, you don't have to be if you don't enter, but if you just run in, you are. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, Faye's, she's still kind of messed up. <laughs> she's panicking. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, change anything. She's make bursting a, into the room. Yeah. Make a dex check. Oh, no. Miss the table, miss the roll. I got a 31. That's a hard success. You are miraculously able to keep hold of the doorknob. So you do not lose track of where the door is. <laughs> like you go, <laughs> you kind of pull, you're holding onto the door as you're looking into the grotto back in Mexico. And sure enough, there's someone tied down on the sand again. You're looking at it. And it's happening right through this channel in your room. All right, Ella, the creatures go next, then you. So the first swoop at Catherine. First one hits. Let's go, bitch. Second one misses, which is a good thing. So the swoop attack hits, but not the bite. So you get six points, Catherine. Oh, my goodness. Ow. Vadim, you can take your shot. It's coming in on Catherine. Okay, so... Wait, I haven't gone yet. Fadam has a surprise attack, Kayla, an element. So he's going to get... He skipped a turn and held his action so that he could jump out, you know, take a shot from from a hidden position so it would scare the creature and catch it off guard. So He's a 90. um, He's the fastest. And if if I'm hidden with my shadow ability, I make two surprise attacks. So, um, and surprise attack with a bonus die on each, right? Yeah, so you get no negatives. Yeah. And the surprise attack oh. means you have a, bo- a bonus die? I think that's right, yeah. All right, so the first one is a 41 bonus die is three, so that's a 31. That um, hits. Which would be a hard success. Okay. That's uh, D10 plus two. How does that, how does hard success, hard success is an effect damage, right? Let me no. This. Mm-hmm. So that is a four, six points of damage. And I'm okay. shooting at the one that just, uh, that just, just swooping at a Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Second Thanks, surprise pal. attack. <laughs> Doing my best. 49 bonuses, 59. So 49 regular success. So I hit it with two rounds. That's a 9 plus 2, 11. I hit it with two rounds for 17 points of damage. It collapses as it hits Catherine and you. Does it fall on Catherine? Does its dead it, it body just, fall on it, Catherine? No, it, it tumbles past. Okay. It, it, it just it, it slams into her and goes down. Yeah, I thanks. wasn't meaning to give him any ideas or anything. Of course, <laughs> Faye, you see the same the scene that uh, from Temple Drum from the uh, the situation in Mexico when you came out and that person had been tied down to the sand, and then the creatures came and came all over it, you know, and started pulling at it, and then tore t- dragged it into the water with them. You're seeing mm-hmm. the, the the same person tied to the sand again. Some Native Americans, um, like an Aztec or Mayan descendant, uh, pinned to the sand, like you did back. All those years ago, when you're on. Oh, okay, the so it's not um, it's not um, that kid that got uh plucked from no. the ship. Tommy. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. All right, Ella, you're up. I'm going to inspect the fallen creatures. Mm-hmm. And like just figure out what they look like up close, see what if they have any markings or something. I don't know. She's just she wants to see th- them up close. 
Okay. Yeah. So the now? other one is. Yes, that's her action. Yes. She only has a knife. She wants to see what she's looking at. Good girl. It's. So again, head of a pterodactyl without the central ridge on the on the top of the head. If you think of that, it's got um, it's almost like a vulture's looking neck to head. You know, that's that that arched look to its neck, but with a very long razor sharp beak with these nasty teeth inside. Membranous wings, you know, anywhere from 11 to 13, 14 feet wide. Bodies big enough to knock humans down with no problem. And it's just, it, it reminds you of like, it's got blotches of hair on it and boils on the skin. It looks ulcerated and um, almost like, like a, like a, pustule of a body but its legs are thin spindly things that don't look like they should hold its weight but they end in talon you know a four talon claws that are razor sharp like a velociraptor almost with a clicking digit but the but the the actual leg itself has like no meat on it it's just this thin aperture you know this appendage they are greasy hideous and not a lot of fun to see. Uh, How do I they cut smell? Off its head? Horrible. You <laughs> can, can I cut off its head? You 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 can start cutting off its head, sure. Sure, I do that. Alrighty. Um, the last one seems to be breaking off. So, uh, Jack, you you're the last one to go, but you don't see any. You don't see any action. Uh, you help. You know, Catherine's getting up off the ground. The other one, you don't hear the sound for a moment. And then, you, you know, you look up and it's departing off and it's not, again, not heading in the direction that you originally thought it might, you know, like everything was heading starboard, right? Like coming across the ship. This one's right. going back the other way. So where it's heading to, you don't know, but doesn't seem to be going in the general direction. If you can keep your orientation, what's your survival, Jack? My survival is a 50. Go ahead and make a roll for me, please. Okay, so yeah, you're you you think the orientation is that it's not heading back towards the structure that you had seen earlier. Faye, downstairs, do you slam the door shut or do you step in? Uh, I'm slamming the door shut. But you're stepping out and slamming the door shut, or going in and slamming the door shut. I don't want I don't want to go in any further. Understood. So you're stepping I'm back s- out into the hallway and shutting yes. the door. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're fine. Nothing's okay. happened. On the deck, no more sound, no more noise. Critch is dead. Um, you know, inside you can see that the first mate, uh, not the first mate, I'm sorry, the uh, the chief of the boat, Clem Ogrenberger is, Ogrenberg is just at the wheel, and he's like, he seems like something's not there, Catherine. I mean, you're, you know, you got banged up, you're bruised, but you look through the glass at him inside the, the, the bridge, mm-hmm. and, and he's... He was witnessing all this, right? Yeah. Unprepared. Um, I go in. Okay. And I'm fine. Like, six points of damage isn't gonna... It's gonna make me, like, sore in the morning. Bruise. But yeah, it's, it's nothing bruise. crazy. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, makes me mad. Um, er. Matter. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I scoop the medical bag back up. I go in, and I immediately, like, crack open some smelling salts... And what's this guy's name again? Uh, Clem Ogrenberg. Hey, Clem, buddy, 
interesting name. Uh, breathe that in for me, would you? Does that it do anything? It. Oh, yeah. It, it, it sparks him back for a moment, and he vomits and just starts to cry. Oh. Oh, oh, no. All over him, the floor, the helm. He's just wrenched his guts up. I'm rubbing his back and in a surprisingly tender moment from Miss Ross, because no one else can see her. Um, stop it. <laughs> Do you want no, some water? I'm there. Holding, his, holding his hair back. <laughs> no, she's like... A glass of water? Like, you know, like when you're a little kid and like you're puking yeah. and your mom like rubs your back and it's like soothing? Mm-hmm. And she's like speaking softly to him and it's like, let it out. It's gonna be alright. I feel the same way. Is it? Wow. Is it? Um... <laughs> Listen, I can match you with this energy or I can try and bring you down. Just tell me what you'd prefer. And that's how we'll close it for tonight. (laughs) Why there? That's perfect. I can match this energy or I can bring it down. You tell me. I'm thinking like, why would you say that? Listen, I can make it worse. You think it's bad now. I can take it so much higher. I'm picturing Michael Keaton from Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> okay, when you say it like that, maybe that was funny. Oh, good lord! Oh my god! All right, well, that's all from from I us. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, inside manner, you suck. The um, bloody head, bloody pterodactyl head. I want to know your bloody pterodactyl head. Fucking the grotto is in my bedroom, okay? Yeah, I'm a little bit more concerned. The hot Swede just puked on me. <laughs> how, Don't we uh, all have problems? How big are the pterodactyls, by the way? Man size? Uh, when, when they stand up, they're almost seven and a half feet tall. All right, That's so you have to, like, drag it. Drag it. My God. Right. I want to drag one and throw it down where the crew is all bickering downstairs and say... Wake the fuck up. We got bigger problems. I didn't even get to do my speech. <laughs> I know. I it's coming. Chop that coming. head. Well, from I all of us at Cairo, I want to say, because wow. Cairo, say thank you so much. Uh, the cast, <laughs> it's been a month since we recorded, and look at what we did. We cut the heads off chickens. That's fabulous. Um, Not chickens, but- monsters. Very large. Monster chickens. With pointy Monster teeth. Chicken. Yeah. Can't um, make McNuggets out of these. Oh, I wouldn't. But from all of us, we'll catch you all in about a week. And uh, thank you again so much for everything you do and listening. Uh, we love your support. Check us out on Patreon. A uh, dollar, believe it or not, does help us quite a bit. $3 gets you all the solo adventures. $5 gets you all the solo adventures, all the stuff, announcements, and Poltergeist. So don't forget to do that. It's it's a great – everybody that's joined in on the $5 level has just raved about it. We really appreciate their love and support. Uh, but I can't do it without these guys. So, players, thank you. Good job. Thanks, and Keeper, we'll see you for next terrorizing time. us. Oh, you're so Thanks, welcome. Keeper. It's good yeah. to be back. Good. Yep, absolutely. Good night, everybody. Good, good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.